0: Oh no, they hit another YKS. Look out, here comes another YKS. Time to find out why YKS. Sit down and listen to Mike and JF. Oh no, they hit another YKS. Now you gotta hear another YKS. Time to find out why YKS. Put your headphones on, it's YKS. Uh, hey boys. I was actually hoping, uh, one of you guys would pick up. I'm driving, and, uh, I need directions, but my phone uh data usage has uh been all used up anyway so i was hoping you guys could uh just pick up and maybe help me navigate i gotta give it a shot uh anyway i'll take your response uh off the air thanks bye
1: hey gang come on hey sit on down sit on down sit on down sit on down
2: but take your shoes off
1: everybody's up they're giving us a
2: fucking (sighs) standing ovation yeah
1: All right, y'all. By
2: sitting at their office chair. Yeah. Or standing at their desk,
1: clapping. Hey, these freaking standing desks, these things are taking over the world, right? Standing desks, huh? Standing desks. Uh, What's next? Standing in my car?
2: Yeah. What's next? Standing while I freaking have sex with my wife? Come on. Yeah. Come on. What's next? Pleasuring my wife? (laughs) Come on. Come on, guys. What's next? Funding the climp here Sci- in 2018? Sci-fi future you living in.
1: Uh, yeah, This
2: right. is YKS. This is Your Kickstarter Sucks, the podcast. The podcast that Jesse and I both do occasionally. We do it. And we'd like to bring you along for the ride this time. We hey. Sometimes we record episodes we don't even record them. Sometimes we, we just <laughs> come over to the... And we'll just pick through kickstars and we'll, we'll laugh. And we'll have so much fun drinking beer and everything like you that. You have to do that or else... It gets stale. Yeah, you have
1: to do that. You know, sometimes we'll record one of them. What is it? What is it? The big Hollywood guys say, you know, one for them, one for me. Is that what it is? Is that what they say? They do the big studio movie. They make. They make. Oh yeah. Buku Gazongos. You know. I saw. What's his name? Fucking Michael Hall.
2: Michael Anthony Hall. Yeah, He's making a shitty Kickstarter backed movie with a uh, with somebody. Fucking, uh,
1: it's got somebody in it.
2: The fucking, it's got a bunch of nobodies in it.
1: Oh, but shit. uh, it, it when do we start? Like, it's got like
2: 43, <laughs> it's got like 43 days to go. Mm-hmm. And it's raised like no money, but it's um, it's got who, what's his fucking name? The the uh guy, Mich- machete guy, was his name? Oh, uh, fucking Danny remember. Trejo, so bad of names, but yeah, he's making a fucking movie about sugar, sugar daddies or sugar babes or something like that. that? Looks, like cool. looks
1: like a real hoot. Kind of fun to think about. <laughs> kind of a neat topic to yeah. think about a lot, you know, like a disparity of wealth and
2: old guys taking advantage of young women.
1: It's kind of cool, kind of neat. It's kind of awesome. Because if you were an old guy and you had a bunch of money, what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Invest it? No. You just buy like a 19 year old blonde lady, buy her a new bra. Buy your new
2: Miata. Uh, You need any new (laughs) brawars? How are you on (laughs) brawars? Which is the oldest,
1: nastiest old pervert. We're getting there, man. We're closer than you'd think. Two, three years, I think. We're already just like repulsive, just sacks of garbage, Hmm. you know?
2: I thought you looked nice, but that's... (laughs) Hey, it's YKS. It's the podcast I wanted to talk about real quick. Let's jump into it.
1: Really? Might as well jump. I think Van Hagar is better than twenty. Don't okay. you think? I guess. I think they're both. I think they're both shit personally, but uh. number one, Van Helsing. Number two, Van Hagar. <laughs> number three, Van Halen. That's what Van I. Van Wilder. Yeah.
2: Do <laughs>
1: <up> <laughs> you remember the levies in JF
2: levitate to water uh, and feel zero grip? Remember the fucking little uh, thing that sat on your desk?
1: Now, like, I did um, not remember the title of this, but once I saw the picture of it, I remembered what it was, so I'm worried that our listeners will not be able to picture it, but I believe Google
2: the, the levies in.
1: The way I described it was, the the closest thing I could relate it to was those things that were uh, fucking in stores for like six months, where it was like a hovering, do you remember this? It was like a hovering speaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Bluetooth speaker, but it like had little magnets in it, and it just kind of floated or something like that. Uh-huh. This is what I thought. This was initially, but what it it's actually just a similar take on it, which is it's got this outboard box that's like the audio processing unit, and then the other part of it is does it actually drip from top to bottom or does it just vibrate yeah, the have, water on the
2: bottom of it? It just vibrates the water and it okay. suspends a drop of water in midair. Okay. So like, um, but the reason why I brought it up is because we talked about it before, and I guess people are uh, very mad because this thing disappeared. Um, I feel like we told y'all. I feel like we told y'all asses not to fucking get it. But they went out and got it anyway. Um, and they're they're now fucking just not uh, sending these fucking things out. These, this guy said, uh, The fact that the last comment containing any information was June 8th and basically said you were trying to get parts you weren't producing and working on the logistics of the parts you're going to produce should leave nobody surprised to the state of this campaign. <laughs> When did it wrap up it just it it wrapped up uh fuck when was it it raised hundred and eighty two thousand dollars though I thought that was very cool hundred
1: and eighty two thousand dollars for some like sharper image level it really is it is july third twenty eighteen so not that long ago, but okay um but they've ceased all
2: communication dire straits they've just cut off contact with everybody. The last update was uh July
1: third um where they were, where that they was were. right before we celebrated this great nation's independence from the July tyrannical 5th, oppressors. Yeah. Is that one it is? I don't know. You're so out of the freaking loop, you think July 4th is on the 5th of July. Yeah. Okay, hang on a second. Hang on. Real quick, is there a country music song that's called the 5th of July? I don't think so. There's got to fucking be. <laughs> on the 5th of July. Doesn't that just has to be one, right?
2: There is one called the 5th of July. There is one called the 5th of July. It's not a country song. It's an Owl City song. Oh, those are like some... Are they emo guys? I think that guy's an emo. That guy's the... (laughs) Firefly songs. The Firefly guy.
1: Oh. Remember that? Okay, yeah. That's kind of a neat little jingle.
2: That guy's a piece of shit. That guy was uh, doing like uh, those really bad tweets up until like one year ago or something. Oh, yeah. He was on I the think, Mark Hoppus trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think he got hit by a semi-truck and just instantly exploded.
1: Rest then, in peace. Then too. he had to stop doing the posts.
2: Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Rest in peace to the Al City guys.
1: This It's funny how the, the intersection of music people and Twitter is so strange to me because some of them find great success, Borat. <laughs> some of them find no success at all. Borat at as well, you know, uh, somebody asked me the other day if Ted Leo still had me blocked the guy we had on episode three of our podcast. Yeah. And he does, of course, cause I'd never asked him why he had me blocked. Uh, cause I'm not a fucking psycho. He can have me blocked if he wants, but, uh, it is, it's very strange. It seems like, it seems like just being a, a world famous musician would be enough, but then to have to also go on there and say, I was at the vet today. And then my dog was the doctor, and then he said, Give yeah. me a kiss, wolf, or whatever. Yeah, I don't the, know fucking, what the fucking Well, it was
2: pretty, he knocked it out of the park, I think. Okay. But yeah, people trying to do like uh, Johnny Sun level tweets or something like that. Yeah. You know, Johnny Sun, the king of Twitter, like the right. best Twitter guy yeah. on the planet.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, a kickflip is just a Healy you haven't met yet. <laughs> is that one?
2: Uh, bracket. Uh, at the store bracket, (laughs) (laughs) so you know I'm at the, (laughs) anyway, that's the levy's end, what a piece of shit, uh, and you deserve it if you got ripped up. What's your
1: favorite, what's your favorite failure type? Is it, and don't say this podcast, is Uh it the, the product that never gets shipped ever? It's just total vaporware. Is it the one that gets shipped, but it seems like only some people got them and some people didn't? Is it the ones where they shipped it out and everybody got it and it just fucking sucked and they uh-huh. hated it? Like, what's the best failure that that you that comes of these things? Generally, the best,
2: the best one is is this one. It's the the one that's like obviously like a garbage or bullshit or just it's you know it's not gonna work, but people just get it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, my second best failure type is Jesse Farrar. No.
1: God damn.
2: It. Um, and that's but <laughs>
1: you can't fucking just do that. <laughs>
2: But they I'm
1: gonna stop uploading these things for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but they I mean you you get these fucking like products like the the what what was the one with the um uh that checked your metabolism or something from blowing in it or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it's pro- it probably does work to a certain degree, but it's like nobody's gonna like integrate that in your life. Like it's mm-hmm. These the promise of something, uh, some gadget like taking the world by storm and like changing everything. You knew about like something. It's like so fucking funny to me because that will never happen.
1: I think that's what uh, to me. I I think when I think of this, I think of Pebble, which is sort of like I don't I I feel like that was actually IndieGoGo, not Kickstarter. I could be wrong. I can't remember which one it was. But that was the one where it was like wow, wildly successful Kickstarter. Wow a uh, product like hitting its stride at the exact right time you know smanching the marketplace uh right when it needed to then whoa actually delivered a product whoa uh-huh. it's pretty good they keep delivering products popularity still going then uh acquired by a much larger competitor shut down everything's gone
2: that's it and that's all
1: and that is the best case scenario and by the end of it they were like Handing out money to people. Oh yeah, yeah. They who were like,
2: like uh, I didn't ever got my fucking shit. And they're like, please, just take this. Just go. Just stop yeah. ta- talk, talking to us. There's
1: guys in the back like loading fucking papers into a file shredder, <laughs> and they're sending out twenty dollar checks for people who had the Pebble Four that's going to get abandoned after six that's weeks good. of fucking whatever. You know, it's just, it's so good. That's the best case scenario. So,
2: well, you get to have that on your resume if you're the the guy behind yeah. it or whatever. So maybe that's what they're, yeah, hoping to accomplish. I don't know.
1: Everybody, man, it's just like anything else. Everybody just fucking falls upwards. Yeah. Whenever I think of tech scams and like people who are like, "Well, I worked on this project for whatever, and we made a million whatevers," it's just like it's just like media, man. You know. And I never, you know, I am sort of like an old grizzled coach, like ah, you know, I never made it in the big leagues of blogging or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, just like, you know, one one day you see somebody that you kind of know, and they're like, "I just signed on to be the head reporter on tissues." At tissue net yeah and then you're like damn i just saw a tissue net got bought by sheldon adelson yeah so he takes it apart and shuts it down and then they're like well now i'm the editor-in-chief of bloop.goop and then it just keeps going and it's yeah. weird the variety of i mean we all got a hustle out there i guess but there's
2: a, i mean it's, nothing it's, lasts
1: it, forever anymore
2: there's that there's like no accountability whatsoever <laughs> like jack the Twitter guy yeah. who's like a CEO of Twitter and Square and like he's like putting out like, a, ah, let's let Richard Spencer back on the platform and everything like that. And didn't it, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Nobody, Nobody's held accountable for anything. Even you the can people do whatever who, you
1: want. Even the people who work at Twitter. Can you imagine working at Twitter? Oh, yeah. And having to go in and they are like, okay, we're going to finally we got this guy dead to rights. He's out of here. It's so funny, and Jack walks in and is like, eh. maybe for like forum
2: moderators, I like, had this down like maybe twenty years ago, yeah, <laughs> like they they're struggling with it, and they they're trying to introduce a thing where they can see when you're online and stuff. It's like <laughs> you couldn't have your head more up your ass if you tried, yeah,
1: you really couldn't, and I have tried, and it's not easy to do yeah, I know' Cause you freaking because of yeah, well, the less said about that
2: um so this is y k s Everybody's like, "What is this show? What
1: am I? What am I? Li- hey, what am I freaking listening to again on my morning it's been,
2: drive? It's been 13 minutes. I know I'm trying to figure out what's going on.
1: They're in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in the car. They or the got... bus. Oh, but I don't think. Or we... the
2: plane. <laughs> Just listening. Every every mode of transportation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't have bus people listening, do we? I hope not. Scumbags.
2: I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh, we fucking uh, uh, started using the Patreon lens thing to... Yeah. I um, said, I have no idea what we're going to use it for. No. It's kind of a cool feature of Patreon. Another cool fe- uh, p- feature of Patreon mm-hmm. is they will uh, cancel your guys' pledges. I like that one. They won't say anything about it. So.
1: That's been my favorite innovation so far is uh, moving banks to a different country. And then uh, not I mean, telling anybody. No heads up whatsoever. Canceling everyone's cards and then saying, hey, your card got stolen, even though it didn't. Yeah. That's one of the bigger innovations, I think, in tech right now. It's just uh, fucking everyone over and then just not caring. I think it's pretty good. So, But anyway, they introduced this new feature called Patreon Lens,
2: <laughs> where you can take little snaps of your life and send it to
1: your patrons. Which
2: so far has been good. I did post one photo of my big fat face and nobody said... Hey, you have a big fat face.
1: Kind of self-selecting there, though. Kind of cool. The people who already so far <laughs> like us. <laughs> Although there will be, there will be, there will be several people who like us a lot. Yeah, and who then will say, and uh, then have some shit to say.
2: I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, something. like Chris uh, saying that the, some guy was complaining about his music or something on his YouTube. Chris James, not even a show. Great guy, great channel, great funny guy. Chris is so funny.
1: Is your face itching too? Yeah. Was there something in that pizza? I don't know. We had some pizza earlier, and my face... Itching powder. I have, been, I have the world's itchiest face right now, and then I look over, and Mike is scratching his face. What's going on, man? My I'm eyes... I've got my hind leg up, and I'm scratching my ear. You look like you're having too much fun with that hind leg up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chris is very funny. Not even a show on YouTube. Plug, plug, plug. This is plug, not the plug, plug. plug. Wait
1: for the ad section. Don't do it now.
2: Great fella. But somebody was like, hey, the music you play on here, because he does his own music. Some guy was
1: like, "Ah, eh, the music sucks. <laughs> Which, don't say that. if You gotta say something. It's completely okay to not like everything that someone does. Yeah. But if you like 95% of what the guy does, and it's clear that he is proud of that part of it, and likes, he's putting it out there for a reason. He works very hard on what he does. And then instead of just instead of just saying, wow, I like the you know, part of the show that you do like. Yeah. Why also do you have to say, I fucking hated this part. Yeah. Like, who's that for?
2: Just just positive reinforcement, the part that you do like, and the the person will be like, oh, this guy, really, these people seem to really like this part. I'll focus on this part instead of the focus.
1: I won't focus on the music. Yeah, you don't need, it Just it it's implicit when you say, this is good. Yeah. You know, you would have, I don't know, just weird, weird thing for me, I guess, because... But, and people will say, well, it's the same thing as like not like in a movie or a TV show or whatever. But I really do think there's a difference because it's like the difference between a small business and like a mega corporation, right? Like you go to if you go to fucking Walmart and there's a bunch of shit on the floor and you're a busybody, mm-hmm. maybe you send an email to Walmart that says, hey, somebody took a dump on your floor, you idiot. Yeah. But if there's a shit on the floor at your local mom and pop department store, you just walk out. You don't, they know there's a shit there. You just leave it alone. Just leave the shit alone.
2: I have never. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine, like, doing that at some, like, mom and pop hardware store. Excuse me. Just so mad at the fucking <laughs> local place. We're all just trying. We're all trying to, we're trying to get that nut.
1: God, I got it. First, the first thing I got to do is get something for my face because
2: I'm there's all every, head up every over every here. No
1: problem. What's going on? I'm gonna run my face in one of those showers they have in chemistry labs.
2: Well, you wanna do the six pack?
1: Um uh yeah, let's do that. Uh wait, hang on. Yeah, let's do it. You gotta hit this. You gotta smash it before that.
2: You you set up the clip, so. Well. All right. That so it right now, or before that, when it goes into the second part. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah, it was a little bit All before. Right.
1: How was that? That was perfect. Clean, huh? Yeah. Uh, our friend Drew Toothpaste uh, did that for us, and so I just put the whole MP3 on that button because normally I'm the one in charge, but my, I got my little friend Mikey in here. My nephew Mikey's here. I'm kind of
2: doing this to get some college credits. I hope that <laughs> you'll fill out this form at the end.
1: Uh, we'll see if you play ball. <laughs> you know,
2: JF, this is the six-pack,
1: the part of the show, yeah. which is basically the whole show. It really is basically the entire show. It's weird that we even decided to make it a segment. Really, In retrospect, does it even need to be its own thing?
2: Should have just been maybe.
1: This is the show, right? This is
2: the show. But sip these suds real quick.
1: You got a couple of suds in you now?
2: Namaste white, Belgian white wit beer.
1: Yeah. Don't like it. Not a fan.
2: Crap. But I'll tell you what's not crap
1: is the six-pack part of the show. Now, this is the part of the show where we take a look at some of these things and talk about them with you. So let's do the first one. I got this one. This is from our friend Zeke. Thank you to Zeke. This is called the lampster. The lampster. What do you think the lampster is? Hey, is it a? Fr- is it one of them little friggin' things I put in the friggin' cage and give it a friggin' little hay bath? Yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like a goddamn Pokemon or something. <laughs> lampster. Yeah. Uh, what else would it? What else does it sound like? Lampster.
2: Lampster um, sounds like a music s- service or something. Sounds uh, like a friggin'. I yes, don't know what it is
1: It's a fucking lamp It's a lamp all right? It's the coolest lamp ever And uh, you're going to want to listen to this Insanely overblown, uh, overproduced ad For a fucking
0: lamp Check it out There's something about how things were made a while back It's like magic It has a certain feeling to it It was an era when people had time To pay attention to every detail And things were made to last Inspired by the old headlights we've collected over the years. We combined our skills to create something useful, really amazing, we would be proud of having around.
1: Alright, so... Hang can on, we this pa- is- can we- Okay. This is the good part coming up where he fucking explains what they're what their thought process was for the design okay because right now they're just picturing that this is a normal lamp yeah and it so isn't
2: it looks like a little uh let's try to describe it it what's looks the, like a little, little Iron man statuette
1: yeah it does like a little wall the entire piece of head
2: shit. is uh it's a headlight
1: yeah it does it looks so, like a little resident evil ass fucking yeah. like uh what's that Japanese cartoon where it looks like this guy Mega man It's a fucking game The pizza's fucked up my face (laughs) We wanted it to have a personality Why? It's a lamp Yeah The stance had to inspire
0: confidence Why does the lamp have to have a stance? It's a lamp Just like a superhero stance The footprint is large enough to keep it balanced The size was chosen so it would be tall enough to provide light for the entire office The head rotates in any direction and at any angle it's even large enough to be used as a headphone stand we fitted it with two led light sources to have the perfect light for any situation a clear one for reading that you could easily turn on or off and set the intensity just by touch and an rgb one controlled by mobile turn it on or off change the color or intensity while sitting comfortably on the couch this light can even be synced to music So it would flash to the beat when you're having a party. Looks and functionality weren't enough. The materials had to be top-notch as well. The head is made out of old tractor headlights. It's all metal and glass, weather-sealed, so it would last even in the toughest conditions. The neck, the only exposed part, is made from aluminum, so it won't rust. All right. It's basic gist,
1: right? There's another it's a fucking minute, lamp there's another minute on this, and it's uh <clears throat> you're not going to believe this, but uh for a product that takes uh an old uh, industrial handcrafted aesthetic and plies it onto uh something for indoor nerdy computer people with too much money um it's actually based out of San Francisco, That's very strange um but this lamp with an attitude has some of the best marketing that I've ever seen on Kickstarter. Um, if you just look at all the places it was featured on this infographic here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you basically got everything. You've got the Awesomer, you've got Bored Panda,
2: Clon blog.
1: Yeah, you've got uh you've got Candy College, obviously. Bonjour Life, uh, Snipes, The Buzz Guys. <laughs> you got More Material and Arts 20. Both those guys got in. Oh boy. You got Imager as well. So it was actually featured on Imager.
2: Cool. The image host where you can upload whatever you
1: want. It's awesome. Yeah.
2: This is a this is like the cool aesthetic. Like uh what is that store that uh they mm-hmm. have all over the place you go in and there's like a deer antler or something for like ninety bucks. Yeah. Um what's that fucking called? Mm-hmm. The men's cool store? Yep. I think that's what it's called.
1: Yep. The Dan Bilzerian outlet.
2: Yeah. Something like that, but
1: Look at this fucking
2: thing! It's a little action. Fi- it's not little actually. It's actually huge. It's a larger. It's a, it's like a. It's about as big as a goddamn Xbox, regular original Xbox. So wow! That's how fucking big it is! That's Great
1: how call. Fucking, that's so big it is. It's also got this bespoke feature where you can change the color of it. You can put a logo on it. You can put some glitter on it. I like the one feature of it
2: where they were like, "It's all." It also doubles as a headstand. You just threw some headphones on it. That's, that's not, it. That's not Anything a is a head headphone stand. Right. The back of my chair is a head headphone
1: stand. Well, you to be fair, you bought it like that. Bought,
2: <laughs> I bought it for that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, know, man. It's this is. I don't. I don't see. It's it's, it's pretentious. It's uh, yes. gaudy. Yes. It's uh, unnecessary. Yep. It's. uh...
1: I'm still scrolling. I've. I never stopped scrolling down the page. Yeah. And I'm still scrolling. Hundred and twenty thousand stretch goal gold and silver. Detachable pin holder and detachable paratrooper X harness and a detachable cable organizer. It's just got a bunch of like little straps you can put on the little guy and it's an action figure. And so they put him in all these cute poses. (laughs) You got a star on his chest. Look at the the cord that sticks out of the back. So
2: that's that's another thing I was thinking ugly earlier is. on that that video because the the cord for this lamp thing sticks out of the back of the head at the top. Why wouldn't you route it through the bottom of the foot? Because it's of not the a little
1: action figure guy. It's not about having a good lamp. It's about having a cute little piece of shit. That's stupid. That's dumb. And Not to mention, uh, how do you turn this thing on? Did you notice the switch? No. It's actually a pressure touch switch, and it dims. Okay. So that means every time you want to turn the light off, you got to go.
2: You gotta hold down. You gotta that. hold the
1: motherfucker down. And then if you loop it all around by accident Yeah. It's like on it a very low it. level.
2: That's cool, man.
1: Lampster. And it's a hundred and thirty nine dollars on early bird, or it was uh, eventually looks like it settled at a hundred and sixty nine dollars. But this was back made out of old tractor parts. Yeah, right. Uh twenty sixteen, that's when this was made. Uh, they got 1.3 million dollars. So that's one reason that I that we put it on here. Yeah, pretentious, yes. Uh, over designed, yes. A uh,
2: lot. Of, so a lot of times we'll have stuff on here that it's innocuous. Yep. It's not that bad. Who cares? It's like one million bucks for a fucking. If this like made bad sixty grand,
1: lamp. I'd be like, well, this is just something I don't something jive goofy, with. Yeah, but this is not for me. It seems offensive to have raised this much money. It is. It's vulgar to raise this much money for what is essentially a very ugly, overbright spotlight lamp that will take up too much room on literally anyone's desk. Yeah. Who has a desk big enough for this?
2: It's just very big. It's huge. It's a huge lamp.
1: The, f- I mean, he's sort of decked out in like the Master Chief Spartan gear. Look at his fucking boots. Yeah. I'm going to post this, because I don't, I don't think that uh,
2: anyone could quite grasp how ugly it is. No. I'm just talking about I'll post it
1: on the Twitter. Yeah. Is that the first selfie you've put on there? Boy, oh boy! One
2: point you know? three
1: million dollars for the Lampster. Thank you, Zeke, and thank you to our friends at Lampster, folks, for sponsoring go by? this
2: episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whoops! Get a thirty-dollar <laughs> lamp,
2: guys. Come on. Um. Hey, JF, how are you today? I don't care. Just, I got something called Jesus Christ. I got something called uh, Zendek, or sorry, Zedek. Z Z deck.
1: Although we should make the Zen deck. I feel like that's a it doesn't matter what it yeah, is.
2: Who cares? Z Z Deck is a portable detector of human emotions. Now we played this video earlier when we talked about it off pod. We had kind of a side pod. <laughs> just ourselves. Pre pod. Um but this it's kinda like weirds me out how fucking weird he is. But this is like a device that you put on your ear. Yeah. This is on Indiegogo. I already love it. It's a device that you put in your ear, and it's supposed to detect human emotions and tell you uh, if somebody's lying or somebody's telling you. It's fucking, it's not a real thing, okay? It's garbage. It's like one of these fucking products that it's not going to go anywhere. It's never going to get made. It's trash.
1: But there's also an app.
2: Yeah, but there's also an app, Right. So it's supposed to, I guess, scan people because it, it has, like, a little camera in it. or It's like a Bluetooth headset with, like, a camera in it. It's supposed to scan people and tell you if somebody's, like, being truthful mm-hmm. or what they're feeling or something. Play this fucking video because this is, this is really stupid. Is the beginning the good part? I don't remember. We'll cut it out later if it's not. Okay, great. You'll cut it out later. Right.
3: <laughs> or to know whether your new friend likes you or not or whether you stand a chance or what to say so that your boss will like you. People always try to recognize hidden emotions.
1: I've been out of the game for a while, but is wanting your boss to like you a common thing?
2: Yeah. You gotta ingratiate yourself kind of with your boss so that he won't fire you. Really? You're always skating on thin ice every day, walking on eggshells around him. How to make friends with your boss, 2018. Skates on thin ice and eggshells and everything. That's where I work. (laughs) I work at the ice and eggshells factory. (laughs)
3: Read the thoughts that others do not want to say aloud. Learn the feelings and desires of your partners and opponents. Sometimes we're just curious. But sometimes, knowing what others do not want to show is vitally important. To achieve this goal, people come up with various methods. Create ingenious machines, polygraphs, or the so-called lie detectors. These systems operating on the principle of the machine explorers and the people analyze have one big disadvantage. The necessity to have a specialist who analyzes the readings of the instruments. Additional disadvantages are equipment bulkiness, processing length, limited application scope, and low efficiency. And of course, the object knows that it is being checked, and that affects the results. Our team created CIDIC, a remote portable household sense and emotion detector. A system for analyzing emotions, lies, empathy, and other feelings experienced by a person in real time. Cedic is based on a special software installed on a mobile phone and a remote device. A specially designed multi-channel sensor camera, which examines the object in several modes. With this miniature gadget, our designers were able to combine several highly sensitive instruments. Our device is a know-how. It contains a video and an infrared camera, an ultra-sensitive remote microphone? The data obtained by these sensors is transmitted to an application on your phone and is processed in real time using a special algorithm developed by our team. All you need is just to turn on the application and ask questions. After a few seconds, your phone will tell you if your companion said the truth. The CEDEC system has three main advantages. Stealth, ease of use, and immediate results. SEDIC is designed for the mass consumer it is simple and easy to use. Moreover, in addition to receiving messages on your phone, you can still fully get the results right into your ear.
2: Act- okay. So <clears throat> let's unpack this a little bit. This right? is tough, yeah. Very difficult to describe. Earpiece. Earpiece phone app. It's supposed to tell it's a lie detector.
1: Tells you if somebody's telling the truth. So, the, so if you're, you're having an interaction with somebody, you want to know if they're telling the truth. So like you, um, <clears throat> you square up on your podcast co-host, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And you want to find out if they're telling you the truth about how much they like the way that you produce the podcast. Yeah. So just hypothetically speaking, you download it to your iPhone X because you dropped your iPhone 7 in the toilet by accident a couple of weeks ago. And you da- uh, then you grab the earpiece. You put the earpiece on. You make sure the camera is facing the subject. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you start asking questions. Then, And then uh, I think you also have to be operating the app at the same time. I think you check the app later. But, but <clears> somehow no, it, it tells you in your ear. It tells it you like. in your ear. But how does it tell you? You have to also select what the question you're asking is. Yeah, on the app. So in this, in this example
2: here, the, so he's standing in front of somebody. He says, "Does she enjoy my company?" All right. Do you is enjoy? A, do you it,
1: enjoy the way that I compress and then upload the episodes? Uh,
2: yes, I do. <laughs> that's the. We need to get some better sounds. know <laughs> that's a good sound. Um, but it, it gives you like a yes percentage and no percentage, like um, or you can ask. See, I don't understand. See, this is fucking total garbage, right? That's right. I don't think this is ever meant to uh, be produced. I think this is just a total scam. That's what I think. That's my personal feeling. Because uh, one of the other examples here is he's asking the thing, are the products fresh in this store? And the fucking
1: app is saying yes or no. Bizarre. (laughs) There's no fucking way. It's cool to build... Uh, a little electronic device and some software that is built on the the, the foundational assumption that objective truth is not only possible, but knowable. And plus, yeah. it's $50 as well. That's very stupid, man. That's kind of cool. I was actually watched. So I watched a bootleg copy of Ant-Man. Yeah, it's
2: spelled A-U-N-T, man. And it was... Uh, about my uncle. Yeah. Um wife left, and he had to do all the housework.
1: It <laughs> sounds kind of like a Hulk Hogan Mr. Really. Mom. Yeah, that's pretty good.
2: Hey, Wait. here's one for you. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hoppus, uh, August 23rd. Hey, who called it Ant-Man and not Mr. Mom? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Blink-182 guy, everybody. Um, in Mr. Mom, wasn't there a scene where Hulk Hogan is lowered over a vat of acid? I think so. If I remember correctly, I rented Mr. Mom and watched it at my grandmother's house and had to have her turn it off when Hulk Hogan was being lower, lowered into the vat of acid <laughs> because I didn't want him to get melted, brother. Yeah. Poop in my gym, brother, H-A. <laughs> <H-H. laughs> so uh, I was watching Ant-Man, and uh, one of the one of the running gags in there is that there's a, such a thing as truth serum. Yeah. Which is very funny. Um, they don't they don't use it for for this type of joke, where you ask someone uh, like an object a question with an objective answer. Uh, and then they have to answer it truthfully based on the truth serum. It's more just like opinion type stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but it is cool that that this setup is uh, to ascertain whether or not the fruit in the store is fresh. That's so stupid. The guy stocking the fruit knows if it's fresh or not. All of it in the store somehow, and also the machine knows. Truthfully, bonkers.
2: Just like a like not even like bonkers, but just bizarre that you would create this. This I mean, and going back to the, there's no way that this is a real a real thing. This has to be one of those things where somebody puts something up on Indiegogo specifically to get a bunch
1: of money and then disappear. Now, and the reason we say that, for people who don't know the difference between Indiegogo and Kickstarter, uh, Indiegogo allows uh, for flexible goals, which uh, Kickstarter does not do. Um, And the flexible goal is the method by which um, the the person who starts the campaign gets the money no matter what. With Kickstarter, you've got to meet that goal to cash out. With Indiegogo's flexible goal campaigns... This this one right here is asking for what is it a hundred grand? Yeah. So if they get five grand, they just take the five grand and don't have to. I mean, of course, abiding by the rules of Indiegogo, they would need to do something. But this is. I mean, this also happens to be an international campaign. Hard to imagine there there being a way of tracing anything.
2: Yeah, I I don't I don't believe in this uh, thing. I don't I don't believe it's like a real fucking product at all. I think it's just junk, but. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not, though.
1: But but I think the search for truth is a very real thing, and I think we all, you know, we are all on our own journey <laughs> every day with this type of stuff. That's true, Jay. I think I do a good job producing the podcast.
2: You know? <laughs> so, $60 of 100K flex
1: funding. Good luck to you. the Zedek guy. Looks like a real worm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's here it is. Yeah, you you said the in the shop one. But on a date, does she enjoy my company? Yes, 82%, no 18%. Those are probability readings, is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. Okay. So 80 there's an 82% chance yes mm-hmm. she enjoys your company. Yeah.
2: Which is a metric that you need to know when you're out on a date. Um you can't you can't just like tell that from someone's like actions or something. This is so bizarre
1: too. Also me. just something that makes sense to just even think about. Yeah. God damn, that's throwing me for a loop. Well, let's come back down to earth a little bit with Prayer the Game. Prayer the Game. This is a poker style game that uses biblical prayer as playing cards. Match five prayer cards to create intercession for the prayer request card. Sounds simple enough. Got it. You already got it, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Before I fucking get too far on down the road, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to say that the Lampster also is not shipping to anyone.
2: Oh, cool. When was the last update on it? Uh,
1: the last update from them was uh, March. And before that, it was December. <laughs> the comments as of 36 minutes ago from Peter says, Still waiting for mine. They stopped communicating with me.
2: It's tough to find some old tractors. We thought we would have an endless supply of old tractors. Well, we had the one
1: tractor, right? (laughs) Steve Baker, three days ago. uh, Sorry, Steve, for doxing you. Backer number 5,220. Told we'd have it June 2016. Still haven't received it over two years later. Will it ever arrive, or can we get a refund with interest? Yeah, you're probably going to get interest.
2: You got hosed, you dummy.
1: So... So also that speaks to, it was very gross that they got that much money, but also that they didn't even ship the lamp. Yeah. These people were waiting over two years on a lamp, <laughs> sitting in a dark room.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Okay, so I just wanted to, I didn't want to leave that behind. So Prayer of the Game. And this is the Old Testament edition, so kind of sucks they're setting you up for the expansion pack down the road. Yeah. I already see that one coming. The New Testament was
2: the first expansion. It was the first DLC.
1: Mark Hoppus, August
2: 28th.
1: <laughs> he was on a run. Um, this explores prayer in depth and uses biblical text matching to create a playing experience akin to a prayer meeting, except it won't be so stuffy. Have fun and be loud as fellowship grows. Invite those Bible thumping elders to loosen up. Do religious types even play games? Well, this guy can kind of poke fun at himself. You know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> no need anyone can play okay so i don't know what that means uh no religious background necessary this is a card playing game with the words of ancient people so that's kind of a fun way to get around the fact that this is like uh like indoctrination essentially yeah hey you don't have to be religious to play you don't even you don't even have to be christian at all well, to helps. enjoy all these
2: I'm not a religious guy. You 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 have a religious background, JF. You, right. Your parents were part of the uh big David Koresh cult in um Waco, Texas that the uh, FBI destroyed and burnt up, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You guys got out of there like one day, but you guys went to the store. Yeah. We <laughs> <had> <laughs> went to, go- to the store to get juice. We had to go get some tux medicated pads. <laughs> um and then when you came back, everything was on fire,
1: and your dad was like, "Okay, uh, check please." <laughs> this they... did a slow drive by. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm I'm familiar a little bit with religion and what it is. Essentially, basically, you just go to church and you turn in your points, and, at the, and you get a prize. And at end the of end. your life, God is like, "All right, let's count your tickets up." Yep.
2: You get a sticky hand, <laughs> and a little army guy with a parachute on it, and you go to hell. And you go to hell. <laughs>
1: so this is this is very funny to me um it it looks i mean of course you already know what it looks like you're supposed to create poetry by combining pieces of prayer from biblical figures so uh can you imagine what it might look like for there to be cards and then people are deciding which ones go with the other cards and then and then deciding which one wins
2: i don't know That's a new concept. Prayer of the game contains
1: two sets of cards. The prayer request cards and the prayer card. One prayer request is So I think he recorded this in stereo, didn't he? Because it's only (laughs) in the left ear. So people don't say that it's our fault. Maybe I'll I'll try to fix it in post, but right now it just sounds like he's right over my shoulder. Yeah. Used per hand of play. Deal out the prayer cards to the players 5 to 11 per hand. Our favorite game is 5 card Texas Hold'em, where the dealer draws three more Prayer cards, everyone can play off. Of. What I am showing you here is a hand of seven cards stud. Players now have the opportunity to create a prayer with five cards. Prayer cards do not have to be played in any particular order. So read this order. prayer
0: real quick. Although
2: Let's the game was structured wow.
0: to
1: give the prayer. <clears throat> well, you need to know that he's talking. So he says five card Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em is played with two cards in the hand. Seven so. card stud. But th- So what this has to do with poker is anyone's guess. Uh, but so, it
2: is a cards against
1: humanity type is. clone because they. But where does identical? the poker stuff come in? No clue. So this prayer, so the prayer request is a black card, okay, and it says, "Please pray for the Lord to provide for the financial needs of our family." That's a prayer
2: request. That's something you would say to, and that's something somebody would pray to.
1: to Dear the God, Lord for. I am poor. Come on, God, help me out. Give me a fiver. And I still believe in you for some reason. So come on, hit me up. Hit my hit my line. <laughs> that's a so that's a prayer request. And, and then, so you yeah. get some cards. And instead of so instead of having like an ace, a king, mm-hmm. even a two, what you actually have is five prayer cards. Uh this one, second Samuel twenty two forty seven says, The Lord is living, praise be to my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Um uh, so that's probably like a <clears throat> like a ten of clubs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then uh, First Chronicles twenty six sixteen reads, "O Lord our God, all comes from Your hand, and is Yours." Kind of doing a disservice to the Bible, showing that uh,
2: these verses are m- majorly interchangeable
1: <laughs> <laughs> and don't really mean anything to your circumstance personally. But um... yeah, it's kind of cool. A, a nice a nice illustration of being able to. Cut and paste anything Just from this book? Just apply any
2: part of the the Lord's Word to your life and have it be
1: applicable. But luckily, no one's done that for malicious means, right? <laughs> it's all good stuff like yeah, card games. Yeah, Creflo Dollar and all those guys <laughs> are standing in their jets. And, yeah, it's all, it's all good. Though. What, me? <laughs> so if, I guess that's like a particularly strong five-card five hand. Not really sure. One of the other cards here says... Uh, a dead fetus that has AIDS.
2: I think they got these cards mixed up, JF. Oh,
1: that's okay. That's a good. Well, they shouldn't have done the black and white because that's going to get mixed up pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Uh, this one, hey oh, Mike. This one says freaking, uh, uh, freaking. Put in the oven uh, at four hundred and fifty degrees for forty five minutes. I think they mixed it up with my freaking recipe cards. <laughs> I'm going keto. Prayer, prayer, the game. Prayer, of the game. Um, that's pretty cool to me that you would want to do this. Um, definitely not. Definitely, definitely. Def- I've never even seen that movie, but I can do the impression so well. What movie? Definitely, uh, definitely Ace of Hearts. Definitely. What hell, are you talking about? Rain Man. Rain Man. That? Oh
2: yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Was that good? Pretty good, man. Yeah. Prayer, Prayer of the, of game. the game. Game. Seventy six dollars of twenty five hundred dollar goal. Hey, sounds like somebody didn't do their tithing.
2: Wait, shit. Why don't you pray to get more fucking backers? Because you got thirty-six days to go and you only got four backers so far. So I don't think it's gonna make it.
1: Well, you but I will say, look, you can get a twenty you for twenty bucks you can get the game. Um you get a PDF copy of the game, uh, you get your name on a card. I always wanted to have that. Isn't that sick? I always wanted to have my
2: name on a card.
1: Never have, huh? Mm-mm. Birthday card? Nothing. Thank you card? Never happened. No. Uh, you also get a follow from them on Instagram and updates. Now, $25, bucks you are the Diamond supporter, so you get all that. Plus, you get phone number to contact via text message, no voice calls. <laughs> you can text them.
2: That's cool. And their number is 802-359-7477. So mm-hmm. Text them right now. Text him a picture of your ass.
1: Text now.
2: So that was a uh, prayer of the game, Jeff. I got something possibly even uh, worse than that. Possibly.
1: Uh oh. This is called perfect cat box. Well, at least it's spelled the normal way.
2: Perfect cat box.
1: And uh, so you you, know, you have some cats. You have a cat. Right? I have a yeah. My other cat died. You forgot, but yeah, I have one cat. I'll turn it into that. <laughs> it's okay, cats die. The dead cat guy. Um
2: cats love sitting and stuff. Yeah. Hey, if it fits, I sit. Reddit type type stuff there. Cute meme. Um, but cats love sitting and stuff. Cats love sitting in boxes. Um and this guy figured that out. He was like, Holy shit. Cats love sitting in boxes. Wait a minute. I can sell boxes. I can sell just a cardboard box. Mm -hmm. And so I I saw this one. I saw this one and I was like, surely, surely this guy is not just selling a cardboard box. Right. 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 That would be uh, offensive and just uh, insane to do that, Mm -hmm. just selling a cardboard box. Right. So I was like, maybe the box is special in some way. Maybe the box is reinforced with. Something, because, you know, the cats will uh, push the box out while they're inside of it. Or or what if it has catnip it in it? Or uh, scratch it or, uh, you know, chew on it or something like that, whatever cats do, piss in it. Oh, yeah. Um But no, it's uh, just a box. So mm-hmm. this guy, and let me tell you how much, this, is, this has raised $10,000, right? Unreal. 200% fun. It's cross, cross-platform, so he posted on Indiegogo and Kickstarter. But it is one thousand percent just a
1: cardboard box. Well, it also it, <coughs> it also has attractive graphics on the outside. Yeah, so he pr- printed you printed some like, uh, it.
2: some kind of uh, some kind of uh, design on the outside of the box, right? But this is uh, this is like unbelievably scammy because it's like uh, look at these look at some of these uh, points about the box. Boxes reduce stress by giving cats a comfort zone. Perfect for face scratching. It's one of the edges of the box there. Just like sharp. It's a base for playing and using innate stalking instinct. This is one of the points of the box here. Come on. Boxes work as an insulator, keeping them warm. Cats have a comfort zone 14 to 20 degrees higher than ours.
1: So get this, get this fucking cardboard box. Trying to calm down. It says that it's had... Well, it says it has $10,054. Yeah. But it also only lists three
2: backers. Cuz I think th- I think it's counting uh the Kickstarter stuff as well.
1: Oh, really? So, that's strange.
2: It did raise like a shit ton of money on Kickstarter. It raised uh $9,985. So the rest is on
1: Indiegogo. I guess he just cross-posted it or whatever, but Okay. <clears throat> that's fine, I guess. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because where else is everyone going to get uh, between one and two boxes on their front door every single day of the week, you know. Yeah, it, it would be almost impossible to get a box, <laughs> you know, or multiple boxes a week, just piled up there uh, to the point that you have to sign up for a recycling service just to get the boxes out of your house. Yeah, you have so here, many yeah. boxes, yeah. That'd be weird. <laughs> So luckily, this guy stepped in. That's pretty cool. Cats, if I fits, I sit.
2: Nothing, not so. Nothing about, nothing in like the fact or whatever about like uh, the box making it special. Because I still can't believe that there's nothing uh, special about this box, right? I can't believe the balls of someone to say I made a
1: fucking box with with a notch on the end of it. I put a notch in it. He put some color on the outside of it. The box itself is only six bucks. The funniest part to me is that is that that does not include shipping.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because the box is going to be in another box.
2: One of the facts. Here, can I use the perfect cat box for my dog? Can I use it for my dog? Surely not. Says yes, but that's where the dog box comes. No one at. would. No one would ever ask that fucking question for real. He had to put that in there. But the perfect cat box. Ten fucking doll. Ten thousand dollars for a. Uh, Cardboard box.
1: Unbelievable. I, I can remember a long time ago, Jim Gaffigan having a bit about going to the store, which that's kind of like my like my material to mm-hmm. talk about is going to the store. Uh, but going to the store and buying trash bags. So you go to the store and you buy trash bags and they put your trash bags inside of a bag. Yeah. You take that bag home, you open up the bag, and then open up the box that has the trash bags in it. And then take all of the trash, including the bag that you brought the trash bags home and put in, that in the trash and put bag. that in a new trash bag, yeah, and put that in the trash can. That's kind of cool, and that's kind of what we're doing here. The guy's loading up a cardboard he's first of all, he's getting raw cardboard delivered to his house, opening it up.: Well, it says he doodling. lives he
2: lives down the street from the uh people who like make the manufacturer or whatever, so he's not oh, even like doing that. Gotcha. He's having them made. From, like, a cardboard box place down the street. Okay. And then selling them and shipping them out. $10,000, by Mm -hmm. the way. So.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Overall, pretty good. Perfect cat box. I actually thought this was going to be a litter box of some kind.
2: Yeah. Or, like I said, like, it maybe is reinforced or, like, uh, (laughs) there was something else to it. But, nope.
1: Or maybe if, like, every every time the cat got in it.
2: It just shocked the hell out of
1: it. Okay. I was thinking something nice like the cat got in there and then the oven started making some lasagna. <laughs> yeah, that would that would awesome. It was a little app. Yeah, for it. A smart yeah. app. Every time your cat gets in this box, we will box another cat up and send it to Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Davis, the old fuck. So, that was that. Let me do one last one here, Mike. This is called the BevLedge. The BevLedge! It's the essential travel accessory designed to expand in-flight, workspace, and storage capabilities for frequent flyers. Created with a frequent traveler in mind, BevLedge's practical space-saving design allows travelers to store two in-flight drinks, a smartphone, multiple electronic accessories such as phone chargers and earbuds, headphones, sunglasses, and more. So this is little piece of shit. Is a little plastic doodad that folds down like some fucking shitty 3D glasses at the movie theater. Then you pop it out and stick it in a little window when you're on the freaking airplane up there, 10,000 feet. Why don't they make the whole thing out of the black box? What's the deal with these peanuts? Mm -hmm. And you can have a little place to put your cup. So That's cool. Here's the video. There's a lot of silence at the... Sorry, I didn't do the video. He did. It's this guy.
4: He did the video.
1: I did not do the video.
4: Whether you are a frequent flyer or the occasional traveler, there never seems to be enough space on those airline trays. Why risk ruining your expensive equipment? And where (laughs) will you put your drink and personal items when you leave your seat? Introducing BevLedge. BevLedge solves your spatial needs during flight. Assembly is quick and easy, and it fits neatly into the existing window openings of most Boeing and Airbus commercial aircraft. Created by inventor Michael Colius, the patented design folds flat for storage and assembles in seconds. Simply place BevLedge into the existing window slot and you're ready to go. BevLedge will keep your drinks secure and out of the way, and also provide space to store personal items such as your cell phone and eyeglasses. There are even openings for writing utensils as well as slots to secure USB and earbud cables. BevLedge creator Michael Coleus has spent countless hours perfecting the BevLedge design and the product is now ready for the first full production run by our highly qualified US manufacturer. All pledges will help get bevledge off the ground. If we reach our pledge goal, each individual pledge of $20 will receive a first-run bevledge. And, as a special introductory offer, pledge at least $28 and receive a first-run package containing not one but two bevledges as our thanks to you. All right, so just a crappy fucking little thing. Um, Yeah,
2: just a little piece of crap. I'm not talking about your fucking pecker. Either. Don't, don't. We're not don't. doing that. Somebody, somebody's gonna say, "Are you talking about the pecker?" No, we're not talking about Jesse's pecker. <laughs> Somebody named Mike H always writes in, <laughs> in these in these spots and yeah. says, "Hey, at 38:22, were you talking about Jesse's?" Well, now the
1: timestamp's gonna change because I gotta cut out that part where you did a bunch of racism, so it's gonna change.
2: <laughs> this is a bevelage. It's a fucking thing you put in the window of your airplane seat. And you put your little drink up there. I like that in the video. The guy was doing the the typical. There's got to be a better way. He was and so like you, a,
1: the guy who's being recorded is the guy who is doing who made the product. Yeah. Also, he's the voiceover guy. Shoestring budget though, JF. You can't come on with that. You can't. <laughs> he, he there was even a shot where he, he purposefully fu- spilled a little bit of like pink lemonade <laughs> onto his MacBook. <laughs> so just so you could see what it would be like to spill. Um, oh, that's a spill. Oh yeah. By the way, I'm the guy who has to have two drinks on the airplane yeah. at any given time. Right. The it fucking was, airplane, It's very man. funny
2: when the guy was putting the, fuck. he extended the bevelage thing, and he was putting it in the window, and then he put like one drink, and yeah. then two drinks, right. and then his cell phone, and then right. his sunglasses, then a pen, and then a USB thing. <laughs> just Finally. put the
1: whole fucking, just put your whole carry-on in there. Finally, I can put my headphones over in the window by my drink. <laughs> I've had such a hard time with that to this point um also the reason that he had such a hard time fitting his drink onto the tray that they give you that has a cup holder slot in it yeah it's because he had his phone and sunglasses
2: and his fucking 15 inch macbook on that thing
1: well i mean that's true yes he did have the big macbook on there doesn't make any sense to me that this is something that you would need but in addition uh when's the last time you got on an airplane and had an entire window in your row yeah, or
2: I mean, wh- you look, get the half
1: window now.
2: Flying, flying sucks dick. Okay, there's no, there's no fucking way around it. You're, you're gonna be uncomfortable the whole fucking time. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a big fat guy. It's, it, it's the, it's universal, right? Flying, just the experience of flying, is just not fun. No one has ever been like, ah, I love flying. I love it so much. I love. Yeah, a bunch going of stupid fucking, kids probably
1: said that. Probably little be- fucking shitheads. Beating them up. We're just like forty years old. <laughs> <laughs> Hate everything, including air travel. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, man. But I, you gotta have. Do you you need the two? Do you need the two drinks with you? And you can't. You can't put one in your hand because you're working. Because you're an important bitching man. Yeah, that's fucking guy. You get two drinks. You chug the first one. Right. You
2: dump the leftover ice into your other one. It's not hard. And then you put your your empty cup underneath your other cup. And then you got one drink. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you, people, how to get tanked on a
1: plane. Well, not only would I not pay twenty dollars to store two drinks in the airplane window, I don't think you could pay me twenty bucks to unfold this fucking oh, yeah, thing in front dude. of other people. Having and put somebody it in the window.
2: fucking ask you about it. What is that? Ooh, what is oh, that? It's... it's this fucking thing I got. Don't please don't ask me about it. I got a.
1: Who's a stocking stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? How psycho would you have to be to do that? Oh, boy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I mean, there are definitely people who travel a lot more than we do. Yeah. But I cannot imagine doing this like, with a straight fucking face. I
2: feel like if you travel that much, you're traveling like first class or business class or something, and you can... Yeah, unless you're, you're a and poor go. idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Loser. 463 right. bucks of twelve thousand 27 days to go. I don't think so. Not going to make it. I don't think so. This ain't it, fam. Please, please play this fucking next guy because this is a uh, this is good. This one was pretty creepy for me to
2: see. I think the most offensive movie ever made is mm-hmm. is what this says, and the subtext is smart people don't get offended. Hey, buddy, I hate
1: to break this to you, but they already made Geely. Yeah, nice, nice slam on Geely. <laughs> Fuck you, Geely.
2: This is called, this is something called this is something called Clowna nostro. This is like a is that the, him. That's I think that's the filmmaker there, right? Uh huh.
1: So well, no. like, well, no. Hang on. His name, of course. <laughs> yeah.
2: His name is Bill Zabub. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's this low, low budget filmmaker, right? Who's a who's pissed off about like uh, PC culture taking over everything and blah blah blah. He's done a bunch of campaigns, one of which is called Dick Nato.
1: Well, okay. He's got several of these that are like extremely like fourth grade level shit. Yeah.
2: Dick Shark. Uh, Nightmare on the Elmo's Street. Um, so I love I love bad cinema, right? But I love bad cinema like eighties horror movies, like uh, Basket Case or uh, I don't know uh, The Damned or uh, something like that. Wicker right. Man or you know, uh, good bad, not like bad bad.
1: <laughs> There's a difference between, for instance, black exploitation movies and somebody's backyard like foam sword bullshit.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to watch that. I have no interest in watching that. Well,
1: that's have, what this is. This I have is no ho-
2: interest in watching like uh what is it? Turkey, uh what is that fucking goofy turkey movie? The Turkey of the Dead. I forget what it was called. Thanksgiving. No interest in watching a movie called Thanksgiving. Right. Or even like Jack Frost the fucking uh snowman movie, the serial killer. I'm no interest in watching. Oh yeah, yeah. It just it just doesn't interest me, okay?
1: no interest in watching like shitty B movies. There's nothing wrong with a good B movie. There's nothing wrong with a a little bit of schlock. There's I mean that stuff all has its place. But this is just some guy yeah. with no money and no ideas making something called Holocaust Cannibal or Santa Claus Serial Rapist. I mean, all that is is just saying, "Oh, are you offended? Snowflake." Oh, well, this is why I can't get work, because I'm I'm a I'm a grown-up, and I'm too adult, um, and my name's Bill Zebub.
2: It's not the intention to offend. Rather, I want to make a movie that will delight people who love humor that might be considered offensive. The comedy takes the approach of the ancient Greeks. So a little history right. for you. Right. <laughs> Namely, iconoclasts like Euripides. The humor targets things... Not to complain or to ridicule, but to act as a social mirror. It holds a freaking mirror up to society and says, "Hey, society, this is what's really going on." Sometimes Jeez. a viewer will change what he or she sees, but sometimes the mirror will be ignored. Either way, laughter is the expectation of the reflection. So this guy only wanted five hundred bucks. He got four thousand three hundred bucks. Okay.
1: Ah, Jesus. But
2: I don't. I don't. He says. He says one of the things he says. uh Merchants are afraid to carry movies that might offend customers. Yeah. The director of this film, it's himself, right. made an anti-Nazi comedy called Holocaust Cannibal, but it was banned because it had the word Holocaust in it. But it was a spoof of WW2, so of course an officer wore a swastika, but the picture showed the officer being defeated. I'm guessing the, the box art is what he's talking about. Right. Not exalted yet. Many shop owners saw the symbol, not the meaning of the picture. Yes an anti-Nazi
1: movie was banned. That's, so, wow, somebody should tell fucking Quentin Tarantino that he couldn't make his anti-Nazi movie <laughs> because people just don't freaking get it, man. It's very funny that people like this who make just shit, yeah. who just make like garbage,
2: get offended because nobody wants their garbage and they're yeah. like, "Oh, you're scared." Yeah. It's not that we're it's not that anybody's scared. It's
1: not good, man.
2: It just sucks. And they can't like accept that or whatever
1: well this is this is the thing that's going on right now is the the conservative shadow ban people, yeah, I'm being shadow banned. <laughs> my posts are good, and there's no reason that someone wouldn't read them and wouldn't like want to
2: see I'm not getting a lot of faves or retweets on them there must be something going on, yeah, nothing's going on, you just suck, you have thirty friends you're a fucking moron like all of your points suck you're the way that you're fucking I know, play this fucking video because this guy this acting is fucking just atrocious. I mean, of course it is, but the dialogue that the guy wrote is also atrocious.
1: There's something about these guys though, these real like scumbag type of guys yeah. that are constantly surrounded by beautiful women. Hot stripper babes? What is that about? I don't uh, know. Well, it's the fucking Rob Zombie effect, I guess. Fucking nasty. I got to start I got to turn into one of these fucking you gotta creeps. You got to grow long hair and wear like metal
2: shirts yeah. and like uh say you're being like a oh. say that everybody's a pussy
1: uh, my jeans smell like a big turd is in them all the time <laughs> Do you wanna hang well out? they are years okay so. well i got the tux diapers on so the problems i had when i was making the comedy about the mafia
4: <laughs> yes actors didn't want to say racial slurs but they were supposed to be depicting criminals are all future mafia movies going to have politically
2: correct gangsters are you going to actually make that movie
1: it depends. <laughs> Why did he do
2: such so, a hard cut?
4: So
2: it says, "Bills Above" is trying to make the most offensive movie ever made. It is tentatively called "Clowna Nostra," which I'm. You can one could assume it's yeah. a mafia film with clowns or something. Just a great premise. Super good, a wonderful premise. But um, yeah. Oh my! The the actors didn't want
1: to say racial slurs. Yeah. in my movie. That's why it failed. I couldn't get a bunch of white guys that I'm paying $15 in a sandwich to say N-word on the camera.
2: You got to pay them a little bit more. Just go ask Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good
1: point.
0: <laughs> you know, if someone wants to be offended, then that's their problem, not mine. A little correctness makes things worse cuz the reality is skewed. Yeah. All right, so
2: He's he's like he's doing these like on the spot interviews with yep. the actors in his film. I'm assuming they're they're all wearing makeup. And, Meathead you know,
1: guys with not even good clown makeup on. Yeah,
2: you know, just terrible fucking clown makeup. But they're they're all uh, talking about anti PC stuff and like uh, how the world's gone to shit.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so bad now.
0: Everything is way too politically correct. No one has. Funny, you know, no one has humor anymore because they're afraid to, you know, piss someone else off.
2: You want to maybe wait until the weed whacker guy is done (laughs) to shoot this one or no?
4: (laughs) (laughs) People (laughs) are. I don't even really need to look at a synopsis or a script before filming with Bill. Apparently,
2: we're going to port it out. No, no.
4: (laughs) Uh, there was actually a rape
2: scene, um, which would normally be, like, pretty,
1: uh, somber and triggering for some people. Um, but with the way it was acted out, uh, he had the clown outfit and the voice and just the things that he was saying. I could not control myself. I could not keep from laughing. And I tried. So... Boy, that really bums me out a lot. Yeah, man. That's not good. Oh,
2: why does it bum me out? You little snowflake or something?
1: Yeah, I am a snowflake.
2: How comes, how comes it bums you out, you little snowflake or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the... Bill bub, the world's funniest rape scene. $10,000 million zillion dollars raised. Aw, oh,
2: what's the matter, you little mama's titty sucker or something? <laughs> Go back home, cry to your mommy. <laughs> Forty three hundred bucks, so not, not in any danger of becoming a fucking millionaire off of this thing, but uh best of luck to Bill's Bub and his film career. Oh man. Which I guess is going well,
1: judging by like Dick Snake or whatever the fuck he made. <laughs> okay, well Dick Snake was good and you haven't seen it, <laughs> and that's the only reason that you fucking talk shit about it. Wait, can we can we listen to the Dick Shark one at least? I know it's not the same thing, but can yeah, we listen let's, to Dick let's Shark? Do it, let's do it. Uh, oh, the first thing, what does it say right here? This is not porn. <laughs> That's cool.
4: A romantic...
2: A romantic side i read really. side effect Read the, read the oh, intro.
1: Let's go. This guy's... First of all, he needs to get a better audio engineer. It really does. Because it sounds really bad. It says, A romantic couple book a night at a hotel room a romantic couple a romantic couple book a I night book a night in a hotel room. at a hotel room the husband's penis enlargement cream has side effects first of what all they that? don't even use creams so that's <laughs> wrong
2: what do what do you use well oh. <laughs> i
4: think the cream has some sort of side effects my dick is kind of clay like will sculpt it into something useful then
2: um this time it's the girl who says, "Don't say use this, your teeth."
4: But it's too big.
1: It's too, the dick is too big. That's it. That's the entire trailer. Just the world's worst shit. So what happens is, is his dick turns into a shark. <sighs> Sharknado. And I bet, so I bet we've got some blah, real, blah. some real twisted freaks who say, you know what, that freaking sounds funny to me. I would freaking watch that. I'd get, you know what. I get like a little bowl of weed and I'd smoke the weed with my <laughs> friends and we'd just sit back we'd freaking laugh at this movie puff on that weed let bomb, me tell you baby. you would not laugh at this movie probably not yeah. that's a stinker
2: man like I said I don't like I don't like shit that's shit I like sh- I like stuff that people like uh, obviously have made an attempt at not just uh, garbage for
1: garbage sakes <sighs> Jesus Christ Hope that you might. This is what he says. I hope you don't mind me posting an update to my Dick Shark campaign, that is related to my new project. I'm working on Santa Claus Serial Rapist, which has a similar history to Dick Shark. Both movies were originally conceived as fun stories to be written as a break from the other kinds of movies that I make. They were low priority. Then something special happened. What? What is it? No clue what that means. What is the, what does that mean at Indecipherable. all? Indecipherable. I think that it
2: means he put uh, the Oscar movie on hold. Until he clears
1: fucking. (laughs) He was. He was. First of all, he got hung up on fucking Dunkirk. Oh my God! What is that? God in heaven.
2: All right. Well, that's it. That's it. That's the podcast.
1: Well, Come on with that fucking noise, though.
2: I turn that shit off. Um, let's read some fucking. Let's read some fucking uh, voice things,
1: huh? Yeah, I guess. That's where you come
0: in.
2: And what what do you do? What did you do that for? Cut it off early. Why'd you do that? It's kind of my
1: create creative license. I'm
2: I don't like to it. Uh, trying to uh, oh, were you triggered or something? Okay. Were you triggered or
1: something? I don't know why this is what this is turning into.
2: Hey, Brian writes um. My brother and I both love your podcast, but because of my constantly putting Jesse to shame with his tipping, I also make it a point to tip more than him when we get food together, so I think all the servers in the St. Louis area owe you guys a big thank you for the extra 30
1: cents I add per meal. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) Very cool, Brian. That is cool, man. Congratulations. Uh, for real. It's sincerely, it's seriously, good job out there to the St. Louis. Wait, well, staff. The folks. All the people doing it, doing it real big. My tipping, you honestly have... I made fun of you initially because your tipping was not linked to anything in reality. Mm-hmm. And I never was like a... I never was like a put a $5 down, take one away. Never, ever was I like that. Yeah. I've always been 15% at a minimum... And then up from there. But you have just you your tips are just completely unmoored from You
2: wanna be the guy at the table who has the fucking calculator app up and Abs- is doing the fucking shit. No. Do you wanna do cause No, because wants I can be do twenty
1: percent in my head very simply. You'd move a fucking decimal oh, al- force. I also can do that, but
2: and I'll tell you uh what twenty percent is that where it comes some from? Stuff is. You don't know. You don't know, wanna, I don't you don't know what
1: the it. math is, so All you just right. John. So you just give so somebody John twenty dollars, and then if they go away, you're like, oh, "I did good." John writes.
2: <laughs> John writes. Did Did either of you guys have Dane Cook fever when he took the world by storm? One of my friends used to always brag about how he never got on the Dane Cook bandwagon. Were you two also extremely cool, or did you also buy the Harmful If Swallowed CD? I was never into Dane
1: Cook. Hmm.
2: Were you? Uh, moving on. You, you were? You were a Dane Cook?
1: Guy? I think I enjoyed Dane Cook. I think right around, he did that one where he was in the round. Yeah. That one special when he was in the round. Yeah. And by that point, it was over for me, too. Yeah.
2: I think that was like the height of his
1: it really was it was that was when the sufi was so big that it was on the floor of the stage and i can remember being like oh this is not not really capturing the magic of what i like about dane cook um i mean looking back now of course it's not defensible at all he's bouncing all over the stage there's very little i mean there's almost no content there's so little jokes um I seem to remember something about a Burger King he would say. Oh, the BK Lounge, I think he was, that was one of his jokes.
2: I don't remember any of his I material it's at all. It's fine.
1: It, if it was delivered in a way that was just more in tune with today's aesthetic, maybe it would hold up a little better. But I mean, he he acts like he's freaking on crack.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he acts like he's freaking on crack. Of course, you've moved on from Dan Cook to people like Aziz Ansari, Louis C.K., as well as uh, Bill Cosby and... Uh, uh,
1: you got one some more? Other
2: guys. Weinstein was one of them? I that don't was know. That's my
1: favorite comedian.
2: Hey, Mark Wright, Mark writes, Hey, Mike and JF, it's been a running theme on your show to discuss, to discuss half. Discuss? <laughs> to discuss half. Big devices that try to improve sleep in some way. This hits close to home because I work in a sleep lab. Me and my coworker were recently discussing all the sleep gizmos that pop up from the fairly benign, like, weighted blankets to insane trinkets that claim to... Harness the power of plate tectonics to release melatonin in your cells. When we started talking about how nice it would be to get into the sleep gizmo racket and try to brainstorm ideas, I think my coworker was joking, but I want to make fast cash so I can stop working, as listening to people snore every hour of every night is an agonizing way to live. That's where you come in. Ah. Since you guys research and critique this stuff constantly, what do you think the future holds for crowdfunded sleep scams? What's on the horizon? What is most successful? And are there any hypothetical devices you would actually want or use? I can't pay you for your ideas, but I will gladly put Mike's face on the packaging and promotional items for the product since I can't think of a better
1: mascot for the concept of being sleepy. (laughs) I just got done doing a big yawn, so it's kind of ironic. (laughs) So I do have some thoughts on this. I think where this is going to go is you have to be able to fit it into the pattern of the X but with Y so you have to be able to do that. So what is that what is that going to be? Um well they're going to it's going to be some kind of either uh AI or yeah, VR, machine learning, uh, augmented reality. That's what's going to hit next once these things go to their third generation of the glasses. Yeah. And they're they're 100 bucks and they're more than 1080p on every eye, or whatever the fuck it is. They're super immersive, they're comfortable. They're lightweight, they don't give off heat, they run by themselves. You don't need to hook them up to a computer, whatever it is. You put the glasses on, they immediately put you into a dream world where it's like, you know, sights and sounds that immediately put you to sleep. I think that's the the VR world, something like that where you wear the goggles. Yeah. And it uh, it detects your sleep patterns, what you need to go to sleep by measuring your brain waves and then puts you into the fucking the it colors the sheep a different color, depending on your favorite color and then lets you count them or whatever it is. That's what I think it is. Next.
2: One of the one of the listeners in a a screenshot of an Instagram ad for a product called the dream, D-R-E-E-M, I guess. And uh, it's like a headband that you put on. And this was uh, featured, I think, in Gizmodo or something back in the day. But it didn't work, huh. of course. But it's like this soft headband that you wear that like uh, plays sounds in your ear or something. Uh, okay. It's supposed to help you sleep or something. It's all garbage, man. It is. You work in a sleep lab. You know this better than we do. But it's all trash.
1: Now, is there anything sleep-wise that you would like? Um I I mean I'm not completely against the idea that the bed jet will be something that is nice. Yeah. Just the, the bed jet just the air of it.
2: So we got this bed jet thing uh it's like this little fan that blows air under your blanket.
1: Yes, that's what we're working Supposed on temperature and, and that segment is what the fund is what we're doing that one for, right?
2: What the fund?
1: Right. So we over on the Patreon page, we, we decide which uh, Kickstarters we're going to fund, the Bedjet 3 right now. They're doing a huge marketing push. I've seen them. I mean, they're basically advertising it like it's a product you can buy today. Yeah. As opposed to a Kickstarter, which is one of the funny things about Kickstarters. But um, I th- I'm open to that being something that's nice. I like being cool at night. I think I told you before that if it... I do too. It's why I wear sunglasses
2: when I'm laying in the bed there sleeping.
1: That's smart. That's a smart joke. <laughs> Um, i tell you what I don't think would be too bad is something that can improve if you've got a, if now you're a quilt man, mm-hmm. but my kids have duvets and duvet covers. Yeah. And what really drives me nuts is my little one kicks the duvet cover, uh, did the duvet off every single night. Just kick, 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 just smashes that shit down all the time. You can get some straps. Like the nylon straps for the
2: sides. Keep it on there.
1: But I want to keep the duvet in the duvet. I Uh, want it locked inside because it gets gets sloughed off into the fucking thing like a sock. Yeah. That's what I don't like. So you come up with that. You riddle me that, sleep tech. (laughs) That's my thing, what I want. All right. Is there anything you want? Yeah. Maybe
2: like a little device that sucks your dick while you sleep. Okay. That'd be really great.
1: So work on that. Thanks for the email. Hopefully that answers your question. Um, thanks for listening to the show. We'll, we'll be back next week with more freaking Kickstarters unless they stop doing them. Yeah. They probably won't, though. They probably won't. So, have a good time. Have a good time. Have a good time, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
4: Yeah, I had a thought. Uh,
3: Maybe if you uh, uh, bitch about Kickstarter so much, why don't you just make one? Why don't you just uh, make one and see how it goes, you know, if if all the other ones are stupid. So yours is probably going to be stupid too, so shut up.
1: hey Mike you know uh, we've been doing this thing for so long Mm -hmm. and we've gotten so good at it as well what we decided to do is to start doing even more of them okay and also we decided a long time ago so it seems disingenuous to say we just decided to do this but I'm introducing it to people who are not familiar with
2: it's the magic of radio you have to kind of pretend that we just started doing this so this is
1: all fake it's all bullshit um, and you know that because you've been listening, so you know. Look, none of this is real. We're in the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it is expensive to live in the Matrix. Um, first of all, the sweaters with all the holes in them are like seven dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to get that. We got to get the sunglasses. Yeah, because there's so and much. got to
2: drive out to the Matrix Sunglass Hut. Ugh,
1: oh, and that's I mean. Plus, and then i got to get those force fields that go around my ship so the robots don't get me.
2: So it's very expensive, so in order to to, to kind of offset the cost... we Yeah, just defraying costs here is all we're doing. We're not even making <laughs> <Like> that, that <laughs> much money off it. <laughs> we <just, laughs> we kind of started a Patreon account, which is at patreon.com yeah. forward slash your Kickstarter. And we sucks. had
1: to go into the Matrix to do this. Mm-hmm. So we went into the Matrix, we set this up on Patreon, which is... a. It's a website that the robots have conjured up for us to believe exists, even though we are just... You guys are actually just batteries in their system overall. Uh, then we pop back out of the Matrix, we grab some of our bucks from Direct Deposit, um, and then we go buy um, some chairs that have the heads cut out of them so we can jam yeah. the needles in our own brains. So, And we really need you guys to help us out with that. So if you could, and you want to hear more um, about like, oh, I don't know, for instance... Uh, what gruel tastes like. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that over on uh, the Patreon good. channel. Yeah.
2: Not, well, I'm not going to. Let's
1: not totally not say exactly. We'll just say it's not good, and then we'll go into more detail over on the Patreon page. Um, yeah. You know, we'll also talk about, hey, you know, uh, isn't it kind of weird that it's named Zion? hmm. That feels weird, right? Feels kind of. It's kind of inappropriate. Yeah. You know, just, I know it was a few years ago, but like, it just hasn't aged well politically, I think, maybe, to say that. <laughs> and we'll talk about that over on the Patreon. Uh, so head on over to patreon.com slash your kickstarter sucks sign up it's five freaking bucks what's that to a high roller like you who lives in the freaking matrix and you're eating steak at the restaurant and mm-hmm. the agent is like oh we'll make it all go away or, well, I, I don't remember what it, he says because we're enemies so we don't talk very much
2: two little freaky twins hanging out there <laughs> Yeah. and those guys will be over there too and twins <laughs> anyway check it out patreon.com forward slash your kickstarter sucks thanks I just don't understand why you make me do the episodes shirtless. They can't, nobody can see us.